We give God praise for what we feel in this house tonight. I wouldn't trade this feeling for any feeling in the world. This blessed assurance that we have as we stand in His presence. Hallelujah. Knowing that the Lord is good. That His love is everlasting. And we give Him praise today. Amen. I'm going to turn your attention tonight to the Word of the Lord. And would like to invite your attention to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. The book of Isaiah, chapter 43. I love, I love this precious praise that we have experienced. I want to ask you to continue to remember Brother Leroy Downs in your prayers. That God would bring a healing touch to his body. He's been suffering for several weeks now. And we need the Lord to move on his behalf. He's a precious saint of God who loves the Lord, loves the Tree of Life Church. And uh, we want God to intervene on his behalf and lift him up and strengthen him in Jesus' name. In fact, could we do that right now? Let's pray for Brother Leroy Downs in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for our dear Brother Leroy Downs. Lord, that you touch his body. Strengthen him right where he is, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would raise him up. God, I pray that you'd give him a brand new strength, oh Lord. Bless him. Reach into that hospital room, Lord, and bless him, I pray, in Jesus' name. Oh God, you are the healer. You are the healer. You are the healer. Heal, oh Lord, we pray. Heal, oh Lord, we pray. Stretch forth thine hand to heal, oh God, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise for it, Lord. We give you praise. Only you deserve the glory. We give you praise, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Amen. We want to continue to remember Sister Cindy Nixon. We're thankful that the Lord has touched her. And we're believing God for a complete and total healing in her situation. Praise the Lord. We're going to continue to lift her up before the Lord in prayer. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, beginning with verse 18, we're going to read two verses of Scripture, verses 18 and 19. The word of the Lord says this, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I would just like to preach on this first Sunday night of the new year on this subject, when God does a new thing. When God does a new thing. Could we just lift up our voices and ask God to bless the delivery of his word tonight? God, I thank you for your word that is eternal, that is precious, that is so true. I ask, Lord, that it would reach into our spirit. And God, I pray that it will fashion us according to your divine purpose. Lord, I pray that you will take the tool of your word and just cause us to become what you want us to be. I pray, oh God, for an unction and for an anointing in this service. Help us, Lord, I pray, to sit together in heavenly places. Thank you for this congregation, for your people, Lord, who serve you who worship you. I thank you for them, God. Bless us tonight, we pray, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. 
We are by nature resistant to new things. New things can be intimidating to us because we grow comfortable and, and we, we get into a position where we feel as though things are the way they need to be. And so when somebody begins to talk about the possibility of things changing, we say, well, why do they need to change? Because we just let well enough be alone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, this sometimes is our um, mantra and our belief system about, about many things. And, uh, and it, it can be about so many things. You know, your favorite uh, restaurant. Uh, we have a favorite restaurant. And, uh, and this favorite restaurant of ours has some mismatched tiles and has some kind of broken down chairs and some wore out tables. Adds to the atmosphere. And we all grew comfortable with it. And then they started franchising in their new franchised restaurants. They don't have mismatched tiles. They got all these newfangled modern chairs and tables that don't have any dents or scratches in them. And we thought, man, they just don't know how to put a good restaurant together. You need to have some of that stuff that adds character and charm to it. But it was actually a good change. And, and, yet, and yet, because of what we're used to, it, it did not have the same appeal as what once was. We, we wrap our perception of a thing around the nostalgia of, the, of those things and the sentimental connection that we have. And, and, and so many of those principles play into why we are resistant to the idea of old things becoming new. And it's interesting because this was something that the Pharisees struggled with. Jesus came into the world to fulfill the old covenant. He came to fulfill the law. And it was an old law. It was a law that had been given in ancient times. A law that was filled with types and shadows. Symbolism, if you please, but, but was not filled with substance. For instance, the law required a lamb to be sacrificed. Multiple kinds of animals, bulls and sheep and oxen and goats, needed to be sacrificed. All of those things, none of those things had the power to wash away sin. But all of them were symbols of the true lamb that would come into the world and take away the sins of the world. So this Old Testament, this Old Covenant, this Old Law was filled with symbols and, and types and shadows and forerunners to things that would come later. Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of all those things. He was the Lamb. And it was the blood of Him that would take away the sins of the world. And so it was a good thing <clears throat> that the old was being fulfilled and that the new was coming into place. But the Pharisees <clears throat> struggled with this idea. And they many times would <clears throat> posture the fact that, that Moses said it this way and 
Our father Abraham did it that way. And Jesus would respond to say, I'm not disagreeing with Moses or Abraham. I've come to, to explain to you what they meant when they said such and such or this and that. And he began to clarify exactly what he had come to do. He said, a new law I give to you. I give to you this law that you would love one another even as I have loved you. You, you think about that, ladies and gentlemen. What if all of us began to love one another as Jesus loved us? I tell you what, we'd stop holding grudges. We would, we would be quick to forgive. What if, what if we treated everybody the way Jesus treats us? After somebody, after somebody disappoints us and then they step back into our presence, we wouldn't give them the cold shoulder if we treated them the way Jesus treats us. Because you and I both know how many times, and let me back up, we don't even know how many times we've disappointed the Lord. And yet, every time we walk into his presence, he's there with open arms welcoming us into his loving fold. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So to hear this law stipulated that, that you should love and have love one for another, even as I have loved you, it, it, it takes care of the whole forgiveness matter. And he brought a new covenant and a new testament. His blood was the blood of the new testament. But, but the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, they had a hard time letting go of the old and, and in welcoming the new. Now, I will, I will grant you something. I will grant you that not all change is good change. And the Bible teaches us that as well. Let me read to you again what we just read. Isaiah 43 and verse 18. Remember ye not. Everybody say, remember ye not. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. I'm going to take you two and a half chapters over to Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9. And it says this. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. So in Isaiah 43 and 18, he clearly says, Remember ye not the former things. Consider not the things of old. And in Isaiah 46 and 9, he says, Remember the former things. That I am God and that there is none like me. There are some things in the past you need to remember. And there are some things in the past you need to forget. You need to remember that there's only one God. You need to remember that he's a holy God. You need to remember that his blood washes away every sin stain. You need to remember that he's worthy of the praise. You need to remember that he's only a prayer away. You need to remember that he called you out of darkness and placed you into his marvelous light. You need to remember that he loved you when you were unlovable. You need to remember that while you were yet dead in your trespasses and sins, he died for you and he loves you. Oh, hallelujah. That those are the things you need to remember. And I could go on about the things of God. Don't you ever forget them. And don't let this world make you forget them. Don't let this world deprive you of what you know is true about the Lord. Hold on to those things. The Bible said, hold fast the profession of your faith. 
Glory to God. Stand strong on the word of God. Stand firm in the truth of God. Know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Some things you need to remember. Some things you need to forget. The Bible teaches you, listen, God's going to do a new thing in your life. You don't need to forget anything about the goodness of God and the greatness of God and the truth of God and the holiness of God. And, and, the, and, the, and the word of God. Don't, don't forget any of that. But when God goes to do a new thing in your life, don't compare the new thing God is doing with the old thing you have emotionally wrapped yourself around. Don't compare the, the good old days to the good new days that are coming. Don't try to hold what God is going to do next. To the standard you have set in your past of what you expect it to be. So many times we romanticize the past. We get caught up in what we, we feel like it was. You know there are some memories that are emblazoned in our mind. And, and they were so traumatic and dramatic and melodramatic that, that we never want to revisit them. And then there are some memories that the Lord in His loving mercy takes all the bad out of them. And you don't really remember exactly what it was like. It's easy for us. We just came out of Christmas season. It's easy for us to sing chestnuts roasting on an open fire. No, that wasn't a Nat King Cole recording. That was, that was me. Just to clear that up in case there was any confusion. <laughs> Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Okay, I am actually going to stop. This isn't going so well. It's easy to dream of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. He's dreaming about the past, the Christmases I used to know. And, and it's easy to get caught up in the nostalgia of those songs and those moments. And it's, and it's easy to forget that while they were writing them and while they were singing them, servicemen were storming the beaches of Normandy. And that there was great loss of life. And that the country had just come out of a great depression. That it had never known before and that it has never known since. It's easy to forget what was bad. By the grace of God, he allows us to forget some things. But don't tie what God wants to do next in your life to what you remember about the past. God wants to do a new thing. He wants to build something new in your life. He wants to build a new hope and a new joy. And he wants to give you new blessings. Don't hold on and remember the former things of old. The, the stuff that you consider. Stop considering the things of old to be better than the things around the corner. Your best days are ahead of you when you live for God. That is one thing that, that you can always count on in the church. Your best days are always ahead of you when you live for God I haven't lived my best day yet I haven't preached my best sermon yet I haven't sung my best song yet I haven't prayed my most effectual prayer yet we we haven't seen our greatest revival yet our greatest days are always in front of us and I'm gonna tell you something when I die hallelujah by and by my best days are still ahead of me
Hallelujah. Come on, it doesn't matter how good it used to feel or how good it used to be or how pleasant it was or how much memory and glorious recollection you have from the past. Your best days are always ahead of you when you serve the Lord. God said, I want to do a new thing. I want, to give you, I want to give you new desires, and I want to fulfill new promises, and I want to give you new dreams. I want to give you new joy. But, but you're going to have to remember not the former things. You're going to have to stop considering the things of old. You're going to have to let those things be what they were and be thankful that you had good days. Now, this is assuming you had good days. And I'm being serious because there are so many people who come into this house who didn't have good days before they got here. Who had a lot of trauma before they came into the precious family of Jesus Christ. Who had a lot of, who had a lot of difficulty and a lot of burden bearing and shame and condemnation in their life and, and they don't want to go back to those days for anything let me speak for someone who was raised in the church who grew up on a church pew who woke up one day under a church pew and here I was, bless God and it's all I've ever known. God forbid that we should ever look around us and think that we're missing out on something by being raised in the church of the living God. What a blessing that you've been raised in the kingdom of God. What a blessing you had parents who would bring you up in the loving nurture of the Lord Jesus Christ that would bring you into this haven of rest and put a roof over your head of holy covering. Thank God every day and don't look outside these walls for something more fulfilling than this. This is the great joy. This is the great love. This is the great peace that surpasses understanding. Oh, hallelujah. If you don't like new things, you're going to actually have to deal with it because God is all about making things new. Oh, hallelujah. God is not about making things old. He is about making things new. Hallelujah. He's about new creations. Revelation teaches us. Revelation chapter 21 and verse number 5. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. That's what I do. I make everything new. Give me your marriage, I'll make your marriage new. Give me, give me the relationship you have with your children and I'll make it new. Give me your heart, I'll give you a new heart. Give me your mind, I'll give you a new mind. Hallelujah. Give me, hey, give me your church and I'll give you a new church. Hallelujah. Give me your prayer life and I'll give you a new prayer life. Come on, somebody, give me your walk with me and I'll give you a new walk with me. Hallelujah. Hey, give me your job and I'll give you a new job. And let me tell you something. Everything God gives you, you can count on it. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be laced with his love. You 
know what it is about new things we, we, we worry about? We worry about it not meeting our expectation or maybe being something we don't like or maybe being something we can't handle. And, and, and you've got to stop distrusting God like that. And you've got to start believing that if God did this, it is good. I don't even have to know how this is going to turn out. All I know is God did it. And if God did it, oh, it's good. It's good for me. It's good for my wife. It's good for my children. It's good for his church. It's good for our well-beings. And we know those first three words of Romans 8, 28. Bless me. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. I, I love the first three words. And we we know. You know who he's talking about? He's talking about us. He's talking about you and he's talking about me. I know it and you know it. All things work together for the good. We know because we've been there and we've done that and every time we turned a corner, even when there was disappointment staring us in the face, we had confidence that God was on our side making something new. Woo, hallelujah. Hey, don't get caught up in how it used to be. Look forward to the new thing. I can't wait to see what's around the next bend. I can't wait to open up this next package. Open every day like it's a new package from God. Hallelujah. Stop dreading the day and start anticipating the day. Glory to his holy name. Hallelujah. The Bible said his mercies are new every morning. I like that word. Every have mercy. I wish I could preach it like I feel it. Because he didn't say his mercies are new every now and again. No, no, no. He said every single day his mercies are new. That means on Monday they're new. And on Tuesday they're new. And on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. I don't have to wait for a promotion. I don't have to wait for somebody to bless me. His mercies are new every morning. New mercies. Glory to God. New creatures. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things. Woo, my God, you better get ready. All things. That means everything. That means your feelings are going to be made new. That means your hopes are going to be made new. That means your bank account's going to be made new. Hallelujah. That means your friends, that God's going to renew them. God's going to renew, hallelujah, everything in your life. All things are become new. A new Jerusalem. Not an old Jerusalem. A new Jerusalem. With foundations and gates, hallelujah, entry points into the city, a new Jerusalem, thank God, adorned as a bride, prepared for her husband, a new Jerusalem, new heavens, and a new earth. Hallelujah. I'm talking about heaven and earth shall 
pass away. But my words shall not pass away. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth. But the word of our God shall stand forever. He's going to give us a new heaven. And he's going to give us a new earth. And he's going to give us a new Jerusalem. And he's going to give us a new name. And he's going to give us new tongues. And he's going to make us new creatures. And he's going to give us a new robe in glory. New, new, new. It's new today. It's new tomorrow. It's new the next day. It's new. I make. That's what I do. I make all things new. Hallelujah. My God have mercy. You know when we get to glory, we're not going to be, we're not going to be in a position of aging. I woke up the other morning. Lord have mercy. And all I tried to do was walk across the room. I forgot I turned 40 this year. Grabbed my lower back. Some, that did something. I don't know what that helped me out though. That helped me out a little bit. I don't know what that did. But it got me across the room. But there ain't going to be any aging in that city. New every morning. New every day. Hallelujah. New. New life. New mercy. New Jerusalem. New heaven. New earth. New name. New tongues. Hallelujah. New creatures. New. New. He makes all things new. The Bible said, I will, I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, it's very important that you understand that in order for me to do a new thing, you have to remember not the former things. And you have to consider not the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. He said, now it shall spring forth. In other words, it's coming. No man can stop it when God wants to do a new thing. And if you try to stop the new thing God is doing, he'll run you over. He said, get out of my way. It shall spring forth. Glory to God. They tried to stop him. He was the new thing. He was the new covenant. His blood was the new testament. And they tried to stop him. He died. He was buried, but he rose from the dead, making a show of them openly. He said, get out of my way. It shall spring forth. This new thing shall spring forth. He said, behold, I will even make a way in the wilderness. My God, did you hear what I said? I need everybody in the wilderness to hear what he said. If you're in the wilderness, you know in the wilderness. I'm talking about where you're lost and you're aimless and you don't know where to go or what to do next. I'm talking about no cell phone signal wilderness. I'm talking about nobody knows where you are wilderness. I'm talking about you haven't seen it on a map wilderness. He said, I will make a way in the wilderness because when God does a new thing he's going to do a new thing it shall spring forth and it's going to spring forth now whether you're in the wilderness or not if you're in the wilderness there'll be a way there'll be like a yellow brick road show up and you'll know where to go 
and you'll know how to walk. Because when I do something new, it's going to happen. Don't be afraid when God does a new thing. Life can change. Things become new. A loved one can pass away. And things become new. And it's frightening. And the Lord said, remember not the former things. Don't compare your new days with your old days. Consider not the things of old. Let what I do now satisfy your mouth with good things. You, 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 can, you, can, you can enter into a new phase of life where you have new friends and, and new acquaintances and, and maybe you lost old friends and everything feels new and you, and you wonder what that means and it's a little scary and it doesn't feel right. Behold, I will do a new thing. Some of you have entered into doorways that have been intimidating to you because none of it feels comfortable to you. He said, I will do a new thing. Don't remember the former things. You know, this past week we were, we were in Indianapolis for, for uh, Christmas. And, uh, and Pastor and Sister Carter, pastor in Kokomo, Indiana, they pastor Zion Tabernacle, the church where my father pastored and where I co-pastored with him. And uh, they're doing such a wonderful job. Zion Tabernacle is growing and having dynamic revival. In fact, Pastor and Sister Carter are going to be with us for our Kingdom Life Home Bible Study Workshop. And they're going to be teaching and ministering, and there'll be a blessing. I encourage you to, to sign up for that and be a part of that. But they welcomed us to come up to Zion Tabernacle and to spend some time with some old friends. Friends we've known since I was eight years old. And our kids have known their kids now. They said, we want you to come on up and you don't have to preach. You don't have to, you don't have to do any, anything service related. Just come up and, and let's, go, let's go for old time's sake, look through the building. Because the building is going to be sold before long because they're buying, they've bought new property and they're going to build a new building and the Lord's blessed them and we're grateful. But that old building is going to be sold and who knows what will happen to it. It could become a hotel. It could become... It could become several things. They could tear it down. We don't know. But they said, why don't you come on up and, and we'll just spend some time and we'll just talk about the good old days. And we did. We told stories. We took the kids through the church, through the halls and into rooms and offices. And I pointed out where we cast. We were, I was 10 years old and we cast the devil out of another 10-year-old in the children's church. We weren't, we, weren't playing no, we weren't playing no games. <laughs> Bless God, we was having revival. <laughs> and we were showing just fun times. We showed what my dad, how he would baptize people. He would stand on the outside of the baptismal tank on a little six-inch ledge. And, and he would reach inside instead of putting the waders on. And he'd baptize people. We demonstrated that. We told stories of one night a lady came running into the church down the middle aisle. And, and she had an overcoat on top of a nightgown. And she had said, she grabbed my father by his lapels and, 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 and pulled him over the pulpit, leaned him over the pulpit and said, to baptize me now, I need to be baptized now, now, you have to baptize me now. And she said the Lord spoke to her in her living room and said, you have to get baptized tonight. 
And we baptized her right there in the middle of song service. And while we were just kids, wide-eyed. We talked about Brother Elwood Bryan getting blessed on the second row. And Brother Delano Bryan getting blessed on the fifth row. And Brother Earl Barlow, had he used to dig his fingernail in the pew in front of him. And there was a, a, there was a divot this big in the, in the wooden pew where he had been chipping away at it for years. <laughs> and it was fun. And we actually played hide-and-seek that night. Not 20 years ago, last week. Last week we played hide-and-seek. We used to play it 20 years ago, and we just did it again for old time's sake. And it was the funniest thing. You know, my, my girls were kind of in awe because they had never seen me, like, run through the halls, me and Uncle Nathan <laughs> laughing. And we knew the best hiding places. That 40,000-square-foot building, it had rooms off of rooms off of offices, and some rooms were L-shaped, and you could go down, you could hide. Now, you had to watch out for the bats and the spiders, but that's all right. The Lord will keep you and bless you. We had fun. And I remember as I was sitting in that, in that hiding place for 40 minutes. That might have been why I couldn't walk that next morning across the room. And I thought these were good days. And these were simple times. These were happy moments. These were peaceful days. Now, the adults probably had all kinds of chaos breaking loose and hellfire burning around them. Who knows? But, but they created a shelter for us children, and we, and we were grateful for it. And I pondered that for the next couple of days. <clears throat> and while Brother Diaz preached this past Sunday morning, and talked about the importance of making room for Jesus and how that we would never just purposely remove him from our life but but we simply fill up our available space with so much stuff that there's no room for Jesus in our lives and as I sat there and listened to him preach the Lord brought that feeling back to me that I had felt about peace and simple times and 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 happy moments and good memories and cherished thoughts and feelings he said you remember all that I said, yes, Lord. He said, it wasn't the people. It wasn't even the building. It wasn't, wasn't even the church. It was me. It was me. I don't know what you miss. I don't know what you, what you wish you could have back. But I want you to know it's not that that you want. It's him. I don't, know, I don't know what peace you think you, you no longer have, what relationship you lost, what loved one is no longer in your life, and you think, if I could just go back to those days, it's him. It's, it's, and, and, and pardon me, understand, it's, it's not even them. That's not to underestimate the love and the appreciation and the good times that were shared. But, but, but what you crave is Him. And if you'll let Him do a new thing, He'll bring everything to you that you long for and that you crave and that your soul is searching for. 
Hallelujah. Behold, I will do a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. I'll make a way in your wilderness. And I'll bring rivers into your deserts. Hallelujah. And this, you may feel like you're in a desert place. And you may long for when you walk through lush gardens. You may long for when everything blossomed and bloomed around you. But, but God is speaking to you in your desert place saying it's me it's me you want it's not the way back when it's not the how it used to be it's not only if I could return it's me let me do a new thing in your life and I will bring rivers into your desert I wonder if somebody could lift your voice to him right now and say God let could you do a new thing in my life Lord, I'm in a new career. I'm in a new, I'm in a new set of circumstances. I've got new stuff, new people, and I don't know. None of it feels real comfortable, but Lord, I trust that if you're in it, you're going to bring all your power into it. And you're going to bring all your peace into it, and you're, you're going to bring all your glory into it. Could you let God do a new thing in you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your best days are not behind you. I rebuke that devil that's telling you that in the name of Jesus Christ. I know these might be scary days, but you've got glorious days that await you. You have glorious days that await you. You have wonderful days ahead of you in the sweet by and by when we'll meet on that beautiful shore. If nothing else, you've got glorious days ahead of you. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, stand with me if you will. If the musicians could come. I want God to do a new thing in our life. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Blessed be your name, O oh God. I refuse, I refuse to dwell on past success. I refuse to dwell on past goodness. I refuse to think about how good things once were, that I miss out on what God is doing right here, right now, tomorrow, and the next day. I want every mercy that He has. I want every ounce of peace and goodness that he's going to bring our way. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I need some new thing believers to lift up your voice unto the Lord and thank him for the new thing he's doing in your life. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. You're living in the good old days right now. You're living in the good old days. Stop missing the moments that God has for you. You're dwelling on things from the past. These are the good moments. Your mind is trying to take you somewhere your body can't go. These are good old days. These are blessed moments. These are happy times in the Lord's kingdom. Come on, let's soak it up right now. Come on, soak it up. Soak up every ounce of his mercy. Soak up every bit of his grace. Soak up, soak up every, every bit of his mercy and his peace. Oh, hallelujah. And his presence. God, I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there's a new adventure awaiting you. There's a new horizon awaiting you. There's a new day awaiting you. There's a new joy that's awaiting you. There's a new relationship that's awaiting you. There's a new companionship that's awaiting you. There's a new communion with God. Hallelujah. There's a new understanding from His Word that you've never known before. There are new things that God has prepared for you. Glory. 
glory. I wonder if somebody could step out of your pew and into a new thing right now. Come on, this first Sunday night of 2020, just step out from where you are and say, Lord, I'm not going to be afraid of the new stuff you're doing in my life. Hallelujah. I'm not going to regret that things aren't the way they were. I'm going to embrace what is new. I'm going to embrace. Oh, I feel God doing a new thing. Oh, God, do a new thing in my family. Lord, do a new thing in my home. Do a new thing in my ministry. Hallelujah. Do a new thing. This is the thing about God. He just keeps getting better and better as the days go by. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. I need you. I'm so lost without without you. I know that I would fail alone. I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need you. I need you, Jesus. I can't be without you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm hopeless without you. Oh, yes, I I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you, and I'm so lost without you. I know that I would fail alone. I need you, and I need you, yeah. That's why I can't be without you. I know that I would fail in love. I need you. Oh, yes, I need you. That's why I can't be without you. Can't be without you, Lord. Won't last without you. Oh, I need you. Oh, yes, I need you. And I'm so lost without you. I know That's why I can't. 